Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be reading the readings for July 26, 2020, which is the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A of the Roman Catholic Church. The first reading is from the first book of Kings, chapter 3, verse 5, and verses 7 to 12. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, ask ask something of me, and I will give it to you. Solomon answered, O Lord my God, you have made me, your servant, king to succeed my father, David. But I am a mere youth, not knowing at all how to act. I serve you in the midst of all the people whom you have chosen, a people so vast that it cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant therefore an understanding heart to judge your people and to distinguish right from wrong. For who is able to govern this vast people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon made this request. So God said to him, Because you have asked for this, not for a long life for yourself, nor for riches, nor for the life of your enemies, but for understanding so that you might know what is right, I do as you requested. I give you a heart so wise and understanding that there has never been anyone like you up to now, and after you there will come no one equal to you. Pretty amazing that, um, first of all, that God even offers a gift like this. That doesn't really happen any other place in the Bible, that God just asks someone exactly what they want and then they they tell him it's just really interesting um and then how how cool that solomon asks for wisdom and here's the thing i think that solomon asking for wisdom is a sign that he already has it because he's humble he knows that he can't rule all these people by himself he knows that he's inexperienced and naive and so it's wise of him to ask for wisdom because I think if I were in this situation, I probably would have asked for money <laughs> or uh, maybe not just like financial stability or, uh, you know, the health of my family. And none of those things are necessarily bad, but Solomon has really asked for the best gift of all. And God is so pleased that he asked for something so selfless because the reason he's asking for wisdom is not for himself but so that he can rule the people well and justly and by the way the reason that God offers him this gift is because Solomon is the one who builds uh, the temple uh, where the you know where the Jews can go and and uh, and worship God so God's pleased for that so um, God gives him exactly what he asks for and is so pleased that that Solomon asks for such a selfless gift that will yes will benefit him but ultimately he asks for for the benefit 
of his people. The last line just really strikes me. There has never been anyone like you up to now, and after you, there will come no one to equal you. Just how cool that all these biblical figures that we know and have read um, previous to Solomon, you know, think of Moses, think of uh, Abraham, Noah, none of them have, even his father, David, who died, none of them uh, will come to equal Solomon just because of the gift of wisdom that God has promised him. The second reading is from the letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 28 to 30. Brothers and sisters, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also calls. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. The letter to the Romans is just so gorgeous. Um, And what's interesting is that um, Paul talks about predestination here. Um, And so I think you know, we have to read it in the context because as Catholics, we don't believe in predestination per se, that any of us are predestined for heaven or for hell. But rather what Paul's talking about here is that God has chosen us as his own, all people, every single person in the world, God has called to know and to love him in a special and, and intimate way. And that's what we are called to in this life. Every single one of us is made uh, by God and for God to know and to love and to serve him. Um, so that is our destiny. Whether or not we, we uh, aspire to that in our life, pursue that in our life, you know, that's we have the gift of, of free will. Um, and so, again, it's not just like this arbitrary thing where, if, okay, well, if I'm predestined, you know, for unity with God, then I'm just going to, like, stop trying. He says, no, 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 those he predestined, he also called. Like, if you are destined for a life with God in heaven, if that's your destiny, which it's all of our destinies, there's also a calling that comes with that. And, like, when you're called, you answer, you go, you do the thing. So this is not, like, a passive calling. It's not that we're all just predestined for heaven or for hell. But with this destiny there's a calling and we have to respond to that calling. Um, I also love this idea that Paul mentions, um, that he, we want to be conformed to the image of his son. That's so beautiful that the image of Christ, we want to be conformed to that. We want to become more like that. And so, how do I do that? I just love the vividness of that, that idea that we're called to conform to the image of Christ. And so for me, that means like, you're probably never going to find an image of Christ, like doing some of the bad, uh, sinful, 
immature things that I do, right? Like I want to be conformed to the image of God to be more like him. That's what Paul's uh, calling us to here. The gospel for this week is Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 52. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where they will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. So this week we continue with the many of uh, Jesus's parables where he compares the kingdom of heaven to something. And this week it's a little bit different. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field. And Jesus's time, it was not uh, uncommon. A lot of people did this because there was no like, you know, roll up to the bank and deposit your check type of thing. Um, lots of people would keep their uh, valuables in the ground. They would dig a little hole and put their stuff in it. So he says the kingdom of heaven is like that treasure that you bury, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So out of the joy of um, of having that thing that you know is fantastic and not wanting to let it go and, and knowing that it's so valuable, you just buy the whole field so that nothing will tarnish it, right? Like, if you know that there's gold buried in a field, you buy the field so that uh, you can have that gold all to yourself. And because you would hate for anything like a Chick-fil-A or a McDonald's to be built on top of that super, you know, valuable field. And then kind of similar to the second parable, um, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. Um, that we all know, you all probably know that pearls are like super, super rare rare. So, uh, when you find one, that's, that's a big deal. Um, and so this person is willing to just sell everything just so that they can buy that one pearl. And so that's that, that teaching of detachment that Jesus is trying to teach us that we should be willing to let go of everything for that one valuable thing, which is the kingdom of God. And then this last parable that Matthew mentions here is kind of different than the other two. This harkens back to um, what Jesus has kind of already taught us that, you know, at the end of times, um, that, uh, the angels will kind of separate the wicked from the righteous, um, with this teaching of, uh, the fish 
you know, the good fish being kept and the and the not usable fish being thrown um, thrown away. Um, and Jesus really loves his uh, his visuals, right? That there's going to be wailing and grinding of teeth. Fun. That sounds really fun. Um, the best part of this is at the end where Jesus says, Do you understand all these things? And they replied, Yes. For sure the answer is no. Of course they don't understand all of these things. None of us understand all of it. Um, and the apostles at the time for sure did not re- understand all of it. I, and it just make, it's so funny to me that they said, yes, yes, we understand. Um, and then he said, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the old, or I'm sorry, both the new and the old. So so what does that mean? I mean, I is he referring to the apostles um kind of as the ones that have to kind of take this teaching from him, I think, and, um, and, and be the ones who, um, who bring, it says bring from his storeroom, both the, the new and the old, like they're going to go out and, and make disciples of not just, you know, fellow Jewish people like them, but also the new, which would be the Gentiles that, their their mission is going to be to bring all people to know um to know God and also that he they're going to bring out the old and the new as in the old and new not testaments yet but you know the teachings of Jewish scripture as well as Jesus's teachings it's going to be up to them to really link the two together and to teach people you know how Jesus fulfills those old testament teachings so my challenge for you um, for the week is, I, I'm for some reason this this parable of the pearl is sticking out in my head, um, just to like imagine if we treated the Eucharist like this pearl, how precious, you know this this person that finds this pearl who sells everything for it, like how precious that pearl is to that person. The Eucharist is like a billion times more precious than a pearl. And we receive it, you know, every week if we're able to go to Mass right now. So my challenge for you is when you go to Mass on Sunday, try to receive the Eucharist. And this is something I struggle with every single week and I have for a long time. Is just try to treat the Eucharist like a precious pearl. Just like the most valuable thing you've ever touched and you will ever consume. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out a showerofrosespodcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.